Hello. Diving in. You just want to dive in? Well, I meant, I know, I meant to talk. Oh. Hi. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's the last full week of being by myself. Got a. I was just going to say that went really fast, but I've. It's like literally two times that it ever comes to my mind for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she comes back the day this podcast goes up. So mm-hmm. she comes back today. Cool. Uh, so between now and today, I have a lot of cleaning to do and things like that. Uh, all the cats still alive? All all of them still alive. I still count when I get home. One, two, three, four, five, six. Boom. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I mean, uh, let's be honest. When you we don't, want, you don't want to be responsible for their deaths, but if they were something were to happen, you wouldn't be heartbroken. If something were to happen to them, I think that would be relationship ending. Uh, bec- your fault, right? But if all, I don't know. Really. They were under my purview, so... I didn't even mean this week. Like, if she shows up on Wednesday... Oh. And then Thursday, they all mysteriously hang themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be heartbroken, right? Um, I, I'm not... No, I mean... I, you don't have it, any ill will towards them. No. I, I love them. Do you? Sure. They annoy me and piss me off, and I wish we didn't have them. It's like... Um, you love them because she loves them. Uh, no, they're around. They they cuddle with me. They probably snuggle with me more than they do her. Uh, but here's the thing. Okay, you and I were built for cuddling. My yes, <laughs> we are comfortable. My people. mom loves me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as she likes to describe it, I was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> so. Would her life have been better off without me? Maybe. That doesn't mean that she wishes me any will or would change anything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm kind of in the same spot where <laughs> <laughs> I I wish we didn't have six cats, mm-hmm. but no, I wouldn't. They're yours I, now. I don't know that point. I would do anything with any of them. Yeah. Except the one that doesn't piss in the box. That's the worst. Cappy's the worst, bro. He got, he got, well, we have a spray that does pretty good, but uh, he got out once and we couldn't find him for a long time. Outside, outside? Yeah. And at a certain point I was like, well, I guess this is, this is it. Wouldn't, wouldn't be the worst thing. And then we found him. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's cute, so. Oh, and Cap- he's the daddy of the half the cats. Cappy so, is the worst, though. Oh, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard that there's, like, a collar we can get that, like, emits pheromones that makes them, like, not pee outside the litter box. That sounds like snake oil to me, honestly. Uh, apparently, they do it because they're, like, anxious or something. So. We had a cat we had to get rid of because she wouldn't go in the litter box mm-hmm. and uh that was the cat that the claw got stuck in my head i told you about <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh yeah i felt bad about it but we had a cat when i was growing up that we had to get rid of because my dog would try to eat it and like man's best friend style 
kind of like yeah. every time somebody brings up eating a do- eating a cat a dog attacking a cat that's all i think about is that <laughs> that <laughs> that yes. dog swallowing it like a snake yep yeah that's pretty much it mm-hmm. but a lot <laughs> noisier <laughs> it's everything that i think of all the time mm-hmm. um yeah right before you got here i put it off and put it off i cut the dog's nails and one of them i clipped like dog's nails you know, like they've got like a cuticle or something inside right and i clipped one which Mm. i think and it didn't really seem to bother her but it looked like i chopped her leg off like she was just bleeding everywhere yeah Yeah. exactly so that was awesome yeah uh you gotta that's why you gotta cut them more frequently because that shit like grows with the nail because it's like a distance from the tip not necessarily distance from the paw yes type thing Mm mm-hmm so even if you if it's been a while, you know you really have to not cut it so far. It's really a catch twenty two, man. Yeah, really. Need, so you're telling me I need a time machine and go back in time and have done it <laughs> sooner? I, maybe if you like cut it close but not to there, it'll recede. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but I know it is a distance from the tip, not a distance from the paw. But the other thing that screws me up is like. Some of them are black, so I'm scared to go far because mm-hmm. you just have to wing it. Yeah. I know black things scare you. I get it. It's true. Well, they're bigger. Yeah. Uh, that always weirds me out. Like, I know it's just like pigmenta- pigmentation, mm-hmm. but like they'll have the same claw, but have like two black ones and three clear ones or white ones. Yeah. Or like, like two, two, and one. Like All of our cats have like... Some black whiskers and some white whiskers. It's weird. Yeah. Animal pie. It's like my face has like seven different colors of hair on it. You, th- th- that's a thing. Like where people have red beards but don't have red hair. I have red There's beard. Uh, blonde. They, they have darkened a bit in my older age, but they're mostly blonde eyebrows and brown hair. And like weird clear peach fuzz that grows on my lip and that's it um my son got a xbox today and my wife now is texting me saying tv not working help (laughs) and it's because i just unplugged the hdmi Mm -hmm. so plug in hdmi you dumb skank i left off those last three words (laughs) happy wife happy life (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we just had a little bit today. We had kind of a, not an argument, but we talked. Uh, like I have the I had the day off. I didn't have to. In theory, I didn't have much on my agenda. Mm-hmm. I decided to put off mowing for a few days, and uh, I was like, "Okay, you just gave me a laundry list of shit to do." I was kind of hoping I could just jerk off today. And she pointed out, like, oh, the weekends I try to leave and I take the boys so that you can do shit or whatever. And I'm like, fuck you. The last two weekends I've spent redoing a floor, putting new flooring and trim Mm -hmm. and all that shit up, right? Yeah. And uh, there's no punchline to this. I'm just venting a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) She's, like, all nice on Facebook and, like, look at this floor my wonderful husband put in. Yes. But But in real life, it's like... (laughs) Are you serious? You're still doing. Why are you I'm, doing I'm, the floor she, yet? She didn't say any of that. She didn't say any of that. Yeah. Um, but it feels like that. Like, and she's not wrong because she did. You know, over the course of two weekends, take the kids for 
12 hours away so that I could get this floor done. Yeah. Which isn't a vacation for her because it's she's out trying to keep them entertained. Yes. So she's like, oh, I had the kids. I need a break. And I'm like, I my knees literally have rug burn from knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> knee pad burn. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And uh, yeah. it's like wearing two condoms. They just rub against each other. Uh, is there, that's a thing. I've heard that as a joke. Somebody said to never double it. wrap it. It they fail more often than they don't. You're saying it this increases the failure because rate because you read it or because you tried it. Uh, I have never double wrapped because I know the statistics. Hmm. But I've also never been with a girl that I felt like I'm gonna double wrap this. <laughs> but I know someone who has. And uh, it did not end well. That reminds me. Not a joke. That totally is the segue that went in my head. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little plug for (laughs) Karosik. The new album, Always Double Wrap It. Uh, They've got a contest going on right now on their Facebook page for like uh, winning a whole bunch of of merchandise stuff. Awesome. Um, And it ends the 13th. So I think we will make that. Yep. This this goes up to the 11th. So. So. Two and a half days. Go to Karosik. You do the like, share thing or whatever. Just follow the directions and just giving away t-shirts and stuff like that. So Cool. They, uh, did you watch their new little video thing? I have not yet. Uh, so their TKTV, mm-hmm. uh, they had done a few skits and they're putting more up. And uh, we're talking about them. So let's plug that too. Woo. There we go. Stuff. Um, dive in let's and start Let's plug out. our own stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's plug our own stuff. Facebook slash Remake Me Podcast. Twitter, Remake Me Podcast. Breaker. Find us on Breaker. Breaker is awesome, and I'm the only, I'm, our, I'm our only fan on Breaker. <laughs> and I've put in to be like, because you can register as like, hey, I'm the host of this podcast. Oh, okay. Um, so you need to get on there and do that. But it, you said it was iPhone only. The app is. You go to Breaker.audio. Oh, I've not looked at it at all because I was like, IQ, this is yeah. not my thing. It's coming to Android soon. So to go to Breaker.audio and it'll have an update of when Android comes out. Um, but yeah, Breaker.audio and it uh, find Remake Me. We're up there. Uh, and it's a really cool app because you can, even I, if you're like, hey, f- fuck you guys, I don't care about you. It is really cool to see... Uh, to like, it's a social media based around podcasting. So it is your podcast yeah. listening app, but also you can do the social media stuff and see, discover the, new yeah. stuff. I'm excited to for, for it to come to Android as well, yeah. because I want to use it as a as a fan of other podcasts as well. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited about that. I didn't realize that there was a. I guess I'm an idiot for not thinking that there's a regular website, but I was always I see the breaker link and I'm like, that's not me. I can't do it. My phone doesn't get internet. <laughs> Okay. Henry? Henry. Synopsis. Uh, Henry, portrait of a serial killer, is kind of a portrait of a serial killer. Uh, It's not really what I expected, because if anything, Henry, like, if we're listing off protagonist, he's like third, probably, in this movie. Kind of. (laughs) Like, to me, it's, it's, Becky is our protagonist. Sure. But other than that, like, maybe Otis? I would say Otis is more protagonist than Henry is, but it's a, but Henry is the constant through line, but he's not really. But the title the of the movie, Portrait of a Serial Killer, it's not even you're looking for a protagonist, but it's it's it is it's almost like a snapshot of like this is the time frame in mm-hmm. the serial killer's life, yeah, of what happens. There's not 
there's not a huge I, I i becky has an arc i guess but mm-hmm. henry doesn't really because this is just a snapshot in time like i feel like this could have been an episode of henry's reality show and that's like, what i enjoyed like the point the point of it is that he doesn't have an arc he's just this way yeah that's what he's always going to be you, this is just this time he, ha- frame. he has the start of an arc but then you realize that the arc is all lies oh yeah mm-hmm. um so your thoughts you said yeah i really liked yeah i like it <laughs> in depth next movie let's talk about <laughs> nightcrawler <laughs> i'm just trying to get into the talking yeah. about the movie no that's fine talk about the movie uh so here is the first rule of horror movies right if you are not the killer never be a hitchhiker nor pick up a hitchhiker as Mm -hmm. a driver unless you are the one doing the murder and you're like i know i'm gonna do some murder i don't know if that's a horror movie. don't get in the hitchhiker game i think that like there's the life hacks calendar (laughs) the tarot that's just a life hack is don't be a hitchhiker or you're going to die. Don't be a hitchhiker and don't pick up hitchhikers. Yeah. Yeah. General rule. Yeah. So I don't think that that's just a horror movie thing. I think that's just a life thing. I think thing. it's definitely There's a horror fact, movie thing, but it's also a yeah, real life Fun thing. fact. Not one person has ever hitchhiked and lived. I didn't know if you knew that. <laughs> Except the uh, the guy from um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, 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 no. I meant in real life. That's oh. a movie, so it's fiction. In okay. real life, no one has ever hitchhiked and lived. Yeah, I get that. Hmm? Yeah. More there's a higher success rate for people going over Niagara Falls and living than hitchhiking. Makes sense. Um, I really th- so we start off and we're watching Henry. Uh, he picks up hitchhiker and he and we see him throughout the film picking out stalking and yeah. murdering women. Right, a, a bit, but most of the murder happens off screen. Whether it's the beginning where we get that kind of montage of different bodies mm-hmm. with no context yep and even more like throughout like we see him actually kill only a couple people um like a handful i feel like cell phones really killed the serial killers stalking game right like that definitely makes it harder to stalk and kill victims with yeah when cell phones are so prevalent you, you gotta you gotta be technologically apt you, you gotta carry uh like a jammer. some sort of equipment yeah like a jammer or something I've never heard an instance in real life of anyone succumbing to a jammer or uh, like a magnetic pulse. And I feel like every movie has them. (laughs) Is that Um, really like so what I know of those is from movies and books where they're like, yeah, you can buy them online for like thirty dollars. Is there any truth to that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, For like five bucks, I can build a fake Wi-Fi hotspot that provides real internet but uh i sniff everything coming to and from and i can just sit in a starbucks and be and have say that i'm the starbucks or free wi-fi or whatever guest wi-fi and just to steal their everything yep. off their phone. and then just read everything that goes in and out hmm. uh, and yeah cell phones just has like an got electronic cheaper. voyeur voyeur mm-hmm. um but the, i read an interesting article uh, a couple weeks ago um about a guy who was doing some some dirty shit he uh he was <laughs> he was turning in thousands of fake IRS um tax returns from like dead people and stuff um and you know 
he would shotgun out a thousand and get back like a hundred checks and that's good money Mm -hmm. uh and so he was kind of hopping from from place to place and one day he um was was in his apartment he uh walks out which he had paid for completely in cash like he he was actually pretty smart uh, about keeping off the radar right so he um Mm -hmm. Comes comes out of his apartment and is is walking to the train, and feels like he's being followed, and winds up getting arrested. Right, so he's like, "How the fuck did they find me? I feel like I hid my tracks and did all this stuff." And it turns out that the police were using fake cell towers, so um, they would. Uh, they would subpoena like AT&T, Verizon, whatever, to get the data and then pinpoint approximately where he was and then bring in a fake um, cell tower because how cell phones work is you connect to the strongest signal. Right. And, you know, there's handoff and stuff. So they would just literally drive around in a van with this until they detected a signal was able to hone in on like a you know a block and everything and was eventually able to take him down. That's but now it's it probably is going to lead to hey you can't do that anymore. So he's you, gonna you he's like in, suing the government. And I was stuff gonna say you as in the government can't right do that. Um, I think the key to that is the same thing with everything is you can probably get away with something once mm-hmm. like that. But they, people just keep going with it. Like if he would have done it for one tax season and been done. Yeah. He probably I think could his have goal got- was to, to make a million dollars and then get out. And he was out to like 700 and some thousand I love dollars. that everybody hit like one million dollars like Dr. Evil is. the old, <laughs> Like it's just because it's a round number. It doesn't mean at least Walter White said like, I need nine hundred twenty six thousand four hundred thirty two dollars. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Do you, you know, ever see people who have like counted how much money is in there like how much money walter made no it's like some obscene it's like 80 there's like 80 million dollars in cash there something crazy or maybe it's a bigger number i don't remember but yeah somebody calculated okay well they're standing next to it this is how big it is assuming they're all hundreds blah 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 uh and then like it's just some obscene fucking number um, we've talked about Brian Keene a few times. He do, he got burned. He's doing good. Uh, but I just read a book by him that came out a few years before Breaking Bad, and it's Breaking Bad. Like, it's called Terminal, which you can fill in the blanks there exactly what it is. Yeah. But it's Breaking Bad. Like, I was like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody read his book and was like, let's tweak this a little, and then we'll make it the best show ever. Not just somebody. Somebody from the X-Files. I was going to bring up X-Files. Look at you with your yeah. X-Files knowledge. Yep. <laughs> um, back to Henry? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Otis is Tom Towles, who you might remember from Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, what the fuck is going on with his teeth? <laughs> he's just a good Holy shit, boy. man. Like, no, he's not going to. He's an actor. <laughs> Like, Maybe that's why he gets those roles. He might, man. Uh, I, uh, I looked at the IMDb. I'm sure you did too. Michael mm-hmm. Rooker got the job. He showed up in like he was a janitor at the time. Okay. And he showed up and auditioned in his janitor outfit, and they were like, "Perfect, 
that's your outfit. <laughs> so you, had to, you just dressed like a janitor the whole time. Oh, that's cool. Um, he only had one coat for his outfit, though. So he had to make sure every murder he does, he takes the coat off so he doesn't get any blood on it. Because <laughs> the wardrobe only had one coat. That's pretty uh, good. Because this is very much like a, a, a first film feel. Yeah. Most of his murders actually were bloodless. Mm-hmm. Um, he liked break ne- breaking necks. Um, but it is a very... So this was is pretty notorious. Uh, it's a very, very mean spirited movie um it's it's not sexualized or sensationalized really Mm -mm. like the 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 murders aren't um but it's very cold i mean particularly in 1986 when they made these yes and uh i think that's the perfect way to describe the movie as cold if anything that's what makes it the portrait of a serial killer Mm -hmm. is that um you really you think you know who Henry is, and then suddenly you realize that you have no idea who he is, and it takes away all that like emotional investment that you had in him, and and really kind of takes you into somewhere that you don't know where you are. Because like Dexter, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're rooting for him, right? Sure. You know he's a serial killer. Absolutely. You know that he is faking most of the emotions mm-hmm. his character is. Um, but you're still rooting for him. Yeah, you're never rooting for Henry. Well, no. well, you you are rooting for Henry in fits and spurts. Yes, uh, especially more at the beginning and then one point at the end. But, uh, yeah, you're. It's he's not that. He's not Dexter. No, and he does like the uh, the Heath Ledger Joker thing here, uh, where he like gives multiple versions of his history and his past, and mm-hmm. and he's so just lies constantly in the same conversation he gets called out by becky like how his mom or how he killed his mom Mm -hmm. and she says he killed his mom and her boyfriend with a baseball bat yep make sure you don't tell him i told you that and then he tells becky twice once that he stabbed her and another time that he shot her yeah uh in the same conversation that's what yeah exactly and she calls him out and he's like oh shit i did say that and it just has to roll with his lies so Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You don't know what's true and what's not true. Yeah. That's, to me, that's, I maybe we'll wait till we get there, but that's that's why this movie didn't stick the landing for me. Okay. Um, we'll get to that at the end. Okay. Uh, so we kind of skipped over. He ends up, he's he's got a roommate named Otis. That's mm-hmm. Tom Talley's. And his, Tom Talley's sister um, comes and she's going to move in with him. Yeah, she's down in, on her luck. They're in Chicago. Um, and Chicago, they, Alabama, probably. They have based hey, on what goes on. They have a, uh, they have a nice meal of a fish, mm-hmm. and it freaks me out when people cook and eat fish or any animal with the <laughs> head still on it, man. <laughs> like they picked it clean, and it's just looking at them. It's like mm-hmm. I feel the exact same way as the family in a Christmas story when they bring them the goose. Or, <laughs> The duck. The duck, and it's like, uh, my dinner's smiling at me. So I'm like, I gotta, at the very least, chop the head off. Yeah. What is the do? I don't understand. Why would you not cut the head off? You cook it whole. Why? That's It's got face. <laughs> I don't even like eating chicken off the bone. Cause maybe that, that maybe that's, that's why a, you don't like lobster. Because it reminds me that it's an animal. Because uh, you get a whole lobster. I was thinking this past weekend, like, I really want to go to... Red Lobster. Let's try that. Here. <laughs> you and me, I'll take you out to Red Lobster. All right. Done. Um, 
but yeah like like the there's i've seen things with like fish that are still like alive and they like deep fry them and they're still like trying to breathe after mm-hmm. they've been deep fried and it makes me feel like i'm gonna puke like i don't even like i said i don't like eating chicken off the bone because it reminds me that it was an animal don't go to asia yeah yeah i know because you, you'll you'll get served the uh uh oh god what the fuck's the name of that movie old boy old boy you got the old boy special yeah <laughs> i uh have you seen the one where uh it's the it's the it's like stunned basically um the you get an octopus and it's like given some sort of alcohol or something and you pour soy sauce over it like oh. it, it's paralyzed but mm-hmm. then you pour soy sauce over it and it like yep. dances mm-hmm. yeah i can't i can't i i'm sure i think i've told you this before that if you google like uh asian walmarts uh it looks exactly like a walmart like all the signage looks the same and the visual looks the same mm-hmm. but they'll be like uh instead of a lobster tank it's like a turtle tank yeah and just culturally it just is weird because you don't associate with eating turtles mm-hmm. um and then like this they've the same way that they have we have uh the little square middle parts filled with fruit they have just like three foot long alligators like stacked in like a pyramid that they almost look like they're dried or something that's cool and uh it's just bizarre culturally speaking to see something like that to see that mix of western and eastern yeah like so starkly put together yes it's exactly what it is there's nothing more american than walmart yeah um america (laughs) did you have a good fourth i did you it was all right I, i did nothing it was great that's wonderful yeah good for you I watched Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer <laughs> and Nightcrawler. That's, That's what I did on my fourth. I like it. Um, so we, uh, Henry is kind of an odd job guy. He works as an exterminator, mm-hmm. um, and we see we don't we don't really get to see him lay his charm on. Like he he always seems a little stilted and awkward when we see him talk, mm-hmm. but he's got to be able to turn that charm on, right? He's got to go Jake Gyllenhaal because he talks his way into that. Into the house of a woman, uh, but he had the prop. The, the, you get the reason that he did that is because he had the prop. Yes, but he still had to have been charming enough and been able to think on his feet fast enough, um, because we don't get to see that part of him. Because for the most part, he's very subdued and quiet mm-hmm. and reserved with everything that he says. But you'd have to be a little bit quicker on your feet to try to talk yourself in there, even with that prop. But I think he's very methodical. And I think that that goes a long way. He had a plan. For sure. He knew what he was. So it didn't. He didn't necessarily have to think on his feet as much if he had planned it all out and, you know, envisioned the different scenarios and such. Okay. Uh, I, I still feel like that would have to be yeah. a reaction. But my point is, is that I feel like there's definitely a different side than we ever see. That's what sure. I mean. Like, yeah. if we saw. There is a Henry uh, two which I don't think anybody from this movie had anything to do with. Uh, but uh, my point is, if we did see another side, I do feel like he's got different... I could see him going to a new town at the end of this mm-hmm. and being a totally different person. Yeah. Because he's obviously a sociopath. Yeah. That's disappointing that there's a second one. Like, uh, I, I get, you know, oh, I love this, you know... I want to make another one. I get that. 
um, or this made so much money, we got to make another one, things like that. That's why I feel like um, uh, Naughty Dog is a is a game studio, and they put out a game called The Last of Us, Last Generation, and that game, the story of that game is perfect. It starts at the start of the their version of zombies like apocalypse like when it starts and then it jumps forward and then you play through this little slice of life happening in the, in the apocalypse and then it ends on like such a final note that you're just like wow that like that was a complete story i don't there was no cliffhanger it it ended like on a on a downbeat, which I appreciate the fact that they had the balls to end it on a downbeat, and it's like this perfect story. And now they're making a second one, and you know from what I hear, it's like yeah, it's like in the future and blah blah blah. But you didn't, it didn't need to happen. We we knew like a character made a decision, and it was a very important decision, and it had a lot of ramifications. It was a very selfish decision, and it was fantastic. It was a very downer ending uh with with some hope but mostly a downer ending and you just you just want to see that you just want to see that like appreciated and i feel like having sequels and stuff like that is it kind of it takes away uh i get what you're saying to turn it more horror wise mm-hmm. we, we've talked uh, devil's rejects has a sequel coming out yeah devil's rejects one of my favorite movies sequel to a goofy throwaway movie of house of a thousand corpses yeah but it's a super serious that they all fucking die at the end mm-hmm. how is there a fucking sequel to this and yeah. i'm excited because i love those characters mm-hmm. but at the same time i'm like it kind of ended perfectly with leonard skinner singing yeah you don't need anything more than that i guess rocky is a perfect story but you know, Rocky two, three, and four are still good. I guess. Yeah. They just came out. I just watched Tremors six. Tremors f- six. Okay. And it's the first one that's missed for me. Hmm. One through five. Mwah. Perfect. Not perfect. <laughs> Not but. perfect. The number five has, and six have Jamie Kennedy. Five was good <laughs> in spite of Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> six. I could. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Six is called a cold day in hell, and like the whole idea is like, well, let's. Do you, have you seen Tremors? Nope. Okay. Do you know what Tremors I th- is? I think I, I think I saw, um, maybe twenty minutes of it, like on TV when I was a kid, and it freaked me out, so I stopped watching. Okay. Those are the ones that have the little like hedgehog-looking creatures, right? Nope. Which one's that? That's critters. Critters. So it could have been Tremors. Or I have a life-size critter in my mm-hmm. basement. And so I've seen either 20 minutes of Critters or Tremors. I don't know which. Okay. Because I don't actually remember if they're the Critters were in it. But I feel like it was Critters, but it could have been Tremors. I have no idea. Okay. But it freaked me out as uh, a child. So the point is, it's called A Cold Day in Hell, so it's like, this is the cold Arctic version of it. And the entire time they spend the movie saying, like, this is the warmest winter we've ever had up here, because there's no fucking snow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... California or Toronto uh, and then they threw they threw winter coats on people and they're just sweating their balls off like I can't believe it's so warm right now it's pretty good <laughs> uh it pissed me off so much and it has Jamie Kennedy uh speaking of 
people who don't know what they're doing. Uh, so when he when you see him go into that house, mm-hmm. there are two kids throwing a football uh, outside, mm-hmm. and one like the nerdy looking kid, surprise surprise, looks like he has never thrown a football in his life. <laughs> like he was taught twelve seconds before that take. Yeah, it was somebody. It was the line producer's son who yeah. just grabbed him and threw him in. Yeah, and he was already wearing like a weird sweater on what was probably a hot day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's because he like snaps his wrist like you should, but does it completely wrong, and it just all this all of his throws look awful. So it's like okay, you gotta you do this, you snap your wrist, you got it, got it, action. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh well, that's that we, shot we just cost ha- us forty seven dollars. <laughs> we only have another two hundred feet of film, so <laughs> can't do another one. Um, so we start to learn see a little bit more about Otis and Henry's relationship as Henry begins to like take it to the next level. And he, I just sounded like they were dating. They're not dating. Uh, but they but get that, their... But that starts with... Okay. So I want to talk about Otis. Okay. Uh, so... Who he, I almost dislike more than Henry. <laughs> so you start... Um, you start off with him you know at the airport with this woman and you have no idea what their relationship is you would later learn that they're brother and sister um and he she's like starts crying and he's like ah fuck don't let's just go how about you stop crying and let's go and then like she has this huge bag and he picks up like this tiny little like grocery bag mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because he's chivalrous uh and so that the the ending of that dinner scene you know the get me the beer scene was for me like peak otis where i was like this is like my favorite character in this you know that he is great and then he makes a dramatic turn like right as i'm writing that <laughs> it's like ah fuck buddy ah ah fuck buddy uh and what's that turn uh he grabs his sister and tries to kiss her and is stopped by Henry, who mm-hmm. says, never fucking do that again. I apologize. And it's real gross. Uh, this is after we've learned that uh, her dad used to rape her when she was a kid. In a very weird scene. Yeah. Like. That's when he tells her about stabbing yes. and then shooting his mom. Um, and then going back to stabbing. But yeah. they just sit there and have like the deepest, darkest yeah. conversation They're ever. just playing cards and she's like, oh, so how was your daddy? I, I want to ask because I want to talk about how mine was a real shitbag. No, she she he, she was trying to bring up the mom is what she was trying to yeah. do. So it was like the least coy segues ever. Yeah. like, But she's like, how was your daddy? And then he gives the story. And then she talks about her dad who, yeah, was just an awful human being. And then just blurts out, uh, is it true you killed your mom? <laughs> uh... Yes, I guess. Um, so Henry ends up showing Otis his favorite pastime, which is murdering. Because mm-hmm. she's like, why don't you two go out and get a beer? And they're like, let's go get a beer. And, and then it, they pick up some hookers. Um, which Otis is all fine with. Yeah. Uh, but Henry gets a little frisky. Mm-hmm. And he kills his. Yeah. And then he ends up reaching up and he goes ahead and breaks the neck of Otis's gal too. Yeah. 
and because they are rightfully so like what the fuck just happened back there yeah (laughs) uh and otis doesn't take long to be convinced this is the route that we need to start going is our murdering yeah um they go uh otis has a little little conniption fit he has a little baby fit and he breaks the tv mm-hmm. so they decide they need to go buy a tv and i loved hearing these prices negotiated <laughs> yes so much for these tvs it was like the guy is this is like uh uh he's a offense of some sort or yeah something. i was gonna i felt like there was like a famous electronics guy i went to Zelensky, but he was the auto parts king and then I went to uh, Unpainted Arizona, but that was furniture. I can't think of a famous. I say famous, not famous. <laughs> I mean, Crazy Eddie, but he sold cars. How could there not be a TV guy? I don't know. I feel like I should be able to come up with a TV guy, don't you? Yeah. Hmm. hmm. That's weird. Well, let's just go Unpainted Zelensky. So... <laughs> <laughs> so he's obviously dealing in stolen electronics, right? But mm-hmm. he's he's like, what size you want? Nine inch, 13 inch, 19 inch? I got them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's trying to sell them these TVs and they decide they really want a color TV mm-hmm. and they haggle back and forth. There's a, v- a VHS camcorder that they have to be explained what it is for $1,000. Yeah, but I'll oh, give it to him for, for uh, seven fifty. It's worth six grand. Uh, it's nuts. And that's he's like, true. okay, so the first interaction they have is how much you got, and he's like 50 bucks. Yep. For 50 bucks, you can have that pile of shit over there. <laughs> then he's like, okay, what can we get for 150 And he goes immediately to upselling them to like $1,500, and then yells at them when they're like, we don't have that much money. <laughs> we were just at 50 and wondered about 150 You're taking us all the way to 1500 Yeah. Uh, that guy was a douche. Yeah, but also not. So he doing deserved any- to get murdered. Not doing anything. Like he's just sitting in there being greasy. Yeah, and he he's was- just being a criminal. <laughs> just minding his own he's business. Just doing his bookkeeping. Yeah, his criminal one. Uh, and doing they kill some soldering. They. <laughs> uh, and then Otis does some soldering, and stabs him to death with a soldering gun. And Henry takes a uh, television and smashes him over the head and plugs it in. Mm-hmm. And then he's dead. Yep. Because that's what I'll do. Um, big high point here. High point, not the right word, uh, in the movie coming up is that Henry uh, stumbles into Otis attempting to rape his sister. Yes. Right after he went to the... to. Uh a convenience store to pick up a couple packs of cools. And the guy was like, how about them bears? And he was like, fuck the bears. And I was like, yeah, fuck the bears. <laughs> Not that I'm anti-bears, but I will I will jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> fuck the bears. I don't get sports. Just fuck the bears. It's fine. Oh, okay. The fridge. Yeah, William the Refrigerator Perry. Mm-hmm. The only good thing the bears ever did was the Super Bowl shuffle. I don't know what that is. You know What? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Pause this right now. We are watching the Super Bowl shuffle. You at home, go watch the Super Bowl shuffle right now. Okay, so I just watched it. Uh-huh. And I What'd you think? feel like I sh- I definitely feel like that's 
something that was ingrained in my bloodstream as an 80s child uh-huh. that I didn't know was there because that <laughs> like encapsulated, I think, the vibe of that the, was 80s the 80s. And, yes, that's exactly yes. what I like. I just want to go watch TGIF right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was the Super Bowl shuffle um, with WWE Hall of Famer. William the Refrigerator Perry. Uh, so that was awful <laughs> in every way. Uh, but what I love this so the, much. What about those two sax solos? The sax solos uh, that the man's left hand was not moving. Mm-hmm. Um, the lip syncing that was terrible everywhere. I feel the like... The guy who kept looking away from the mic when he should have been... <laughs> um, but, but mostly I love... The fucking balls that you so you said that this was what they were doing between the week of winning the pennant. Is yeah. that am I, is that the right word? No, that's baseball. Okay, <laughs> the equivalent of right. Yeah. going to the Super Bowl and play yes. and playing in the they, Super Bowl. They they won the conference championship, uh, and then uh, recorded this like on their off week, I believe. Uh, instead, like instead of practice. Yes, what brass balls, dude? They won. What, they won they... all of their games but one, which but, the only team that beat them. Fucking Dan Marino and the Dolphins on Monday night. One of the, I think it's still the highest rated Monday night game of all time. Was the Dolphins kicking their ass? Um, I'm a Dolphins fan. So were they just that confident they were going to win? Yeah. I think everybody was confident they were going to win. But imagine if they had lost. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that would be the biggest. Like I almost wish that happened just so we could, yeah. but, but I, I, I don't because I love the idea that they, like how bad do you have to feel if you're the team that you know is busting their ass, <laughs> they're they're working on new plays, they're coming up with other stuff, mm-hmm. and how are we going to get past this new forty six defense? And they're just they're literally just over there jerking off and fucking around <laughs> because they can't be beat. Yeah. That's fucking pretty, Jim McMahon in sunglasses, like. I don't think that that would happen today at all. Like, even if there was a team that was just leaps and bounds above yeah. in any sport, they yeah. would still keep going and trying to make sure that they were better. Right. And I think, like, that's what New England did when they went 16-0, and they still lost the Super Bowl. So, I'm very excited about that. I fucking hate the Patriots. Mm. Sports teams, colors, logos, mascots assholes it doesn't make any sense i can get you not liking a player but how can you not like a team uh it's their organization like outside of the realm of football i just i love robert craft i just accidentally started having a sports conversation (laughs) no okay this isn't a sports conversation (laughs) outside of the realm of football i love robert craft he is like along with like bill gates and warren buffett one of the few I don't think he's entirely liberal, but he is a more not just greedy billionaire. He uh, he's one of the people who's like, "Hey, tax us," and "Hey, Trump, maybe calm your shit a bit." Uh, but yeah, he owns the Patriots, and I hate the Patriots, and I hate what he has done with that organization. What that or- what he has done with that organization is make sure it wins. But have you ever heard of like some gate surrounding football? There was Deflate Gate. There was Spy Gate. Mm-hmm. Those are all, those are all the Patriots, mm. fucking cheating, and that's why they're good. It's I not the only reason they're good, but they were doing a lot of cheating. Yeah, that sounds like that's pretty clear cut. Uh, back to Henry. 
Yeah. So the plot of this is basically it's season amazing. three of Dexter. Some, it's amazing sometimes the tangents that we end up on. Oh, yeah. I have no idea how they happen. <laughs> Go ahead. So it's basically season three of Dexter where uh, he lets someone know his dirty little secret and then shit gets out of hand and he has to kill that person. Yeah. So Spoilers for season three of Dexter. He, so he, uh, Jimmy Smith is great, isn't he? Yeah. I looks like a caveman. I hate season three. Looks like a caveman, but he's great. I think season three is maybe the second worst season, but second or third worst season. But Jimmy Smith is fucking great in it, and he's not the reason it's bad. Is there anyone that looks more like a caveman other than him? Uh, yes. I don't think he looks like a caveman at all. I think he looks very debonair. I have a friend whose mom, like, Jimmy Smith's is her one. Yeah? Like, her free pass. I think he looks like a caveman. Like, he's got that. I don't see that at all. You're insane. <laughs> he doesn't have, like, a caveman, like a Neanderthal brow or anything. That's exactly what I think he has. Hmm. I don't see that. I feel like he's all forehead. Maybe. There, there are plenty of people that have like five heads and six heads. Hmm. I think we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one. All right. You still haven't thrown me a name that's more cavemanish. I'm, I'm trying to think. So like I know record. I have definitely seen them. <laughs> okay. I feel like most MMA fighters. Randy Couture. I don't know what that is. Have you seen The Expendables? Mm, I, yes. He is the one... I will not remember anything about him. <laughs> he is the one with Stone Cold Steve Austin that is not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Don't remember. I'm sorry. I just remember being disappointed with that. Mm. Like I felt Stone like Cold Steve Austin broke uh, Sylvester Stallone's neck in that movie. During the filming. Really? Yeah. That sounds sad. Yeah. He was fine. I think I wanted that movie. I don't think it was as bad as when Owen Hart broke Steve Austin's neck. I just wanted that movie to be like the visual equivalent of like a battle royale with every person that I wanted. That is The Condemned starring Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is a battle royale ripoff. <laughs> with no, no, no. Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, I, I wasn't meaning battle royale the movie. I meant a wrestling battle royale. Oh, okay, got <laughs> like, you. <laughs> you wanted the Royal Rumble. Yeah. 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 I get that. That's what I wanted. Was like, and here comes Steven Seagal, and here comes Dolph Lundgren. That's what I was wanting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked Dolph Lundgren in that movie. Oh, he was in that movie. Yeah, I don't remember. I told you I don't. I don't think Steven. About it. I don't I think Steven Seagal has been in Expendables, but I haven't seen the third one. He might be in the third one. Well, I I don't think he is because I think he's a t- terrible person. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's trying to fuck his sister. Yes, and uh, Henry's like, "Hey, you should stop that. I'm gonna wrestle with you to make you stop." Mm-hmm. And uh, Otis pulls out a gun, and Becky stabs him in the eye with a. It just like, yeah. pops. Uh, and Rooker finishes him off, mm-hmm. and then they have to dispose of his body. Mm-hmm. Um, Tying, still tying to Henry, but we were talking about bad people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a convention a few years ago. My oldest son was maybe two at the time. Okay. We took him with us. 
and Rooker was there. So we were meeting Rooker. We were, and it, what, this was before Walking Dead got huge. It was like first season, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was when we had more time with Rooker. But it was very disconcerting at a point because he like picked up my son. So Michael Rooker's holding my son and like tickling him and stuff. And it's fucking Henry, portrait of a serial killer. <laughs> and uh, whatever his character's name is from Walking Dead, right? Yeah. Like tickling my son, doing that laugh. <laughs> that Michael Rooker fucking throaty laugh or whatever, right? And it was a little weird. Like fucking Henry, Henry is tickling and holding oh. my son. So we've got a picture somewhere of like Michael Rooker holding my youngest son. That's great. Which I think he'll think is cool at some point in his life. Uh, you hope. I hope so. Or I'll disown him. Yeah. Sorry, that was it. I just had to. We were talking about bad people, and I like we walked away. I was like, "Was that?" Because my wife definitely knows Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, and she knew Walking Dead. I was like, "Was that weird?" And she was like, "Yeah, but it was kind of awesome at the same time." <laughs> like, I'm like, like if he die, like if he murders him, at least we'll have a good story about. Yes, it. there. Yeah, that story yeah. would be great. <laughs> oh my god, how'd you lose your son, Michael? Rooker. Listen. <laughs> I love Sit telling the this fuck story. down. <laughs> Let me tell You're you. You're in for a treat. <laughs> I love telling the story. Uh so yeah, they they uh they go off and they dump off his body mm-hmm. and there's this awkward conversation uh where he's like you, you want to turn on the radio? And she's like, that shit was fucked up, right? And he was like, yeah, I guess that was fucked up. Yep. She's like, what are we going to do? And he says, well, you know, we can go to my sister. She has the, the she raises horses. She has six beautiful Arabian horses. And we can go there. And she's like, well, what about Lurlene? Which fucking great country fucking bumpkin name. Yeah. Names her daughter Lurleen. It reminded me of uh, the old Family Guy joke where there's like this six year old girl smoking a cigarette, and she's like, "My daughter would love you." <laughs> uh, That's very much what it reminded me of. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, and so you know he's lying. Oh, of course. And then it ends with him going again. You want to listen to the radio? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to fucking fade to black at that point. We don't need anything after this. There, there's a brief scene in the motel. And then, like, he murders her off screen and dumps her body. And we didn't need any of it. Like, if you end there, we know he's going to kill her. We know there's no fucking Arabian horses that it's going to end with her murder. We didn't need to explicitly see it. And that's where I feel like it didn't stick the landing in that it did. I mean, and then I think that can come from um, a less competent filmmaker, so a filmmaker who's less confident and competent, but mostly confident um, that he felt like he needed to show that when he had already told a story where if you end there, we know yeah. exactly what's going to happen. It's a hard thing for me because at the same time, I w- the argument could be made that I don't know if the average film goer would feel satisfied with that because they didn't give them the answer. Like <clears throat> Christopher Nolan makes movies that he assumes that you're smart, smart when you watch them, but what is, who are you making them for? There's, they still make a lot of money. And I think that, you know, interstellar is terrible, but inception's really good. 
and obviously love the Batmans. That's the first two. I'm not talking about Christopher Nolan. I'm just making the point that uh, that question has to come up. I'm sure that's the debate that they had is how much do you do you explain versus how much do you. Maybe sometimes I feel like because I consider myself an amateur writer, like I I, I feel like uh, I'm reading through. Are there people arguing that you're a professional writer? <laughs> <laughs> you said I, that I, like okay, there not was amateur, a... uh, uh, novice. <laughs> okay, more skill based. Not I'm getting paid to to do it. I... Uh, I don't quite consider myself a professional model yet. Um. So I consider myself more of a novice because a lot of things it was like, uh, oh, here's this clever thing. I need to make sure they know that I'm clever. I can't just do this subtly. And I've been reading A Song of Ice and Fire, the Game of Thrones books, um, and there's a lot that you need to pick up on that happens behind the scenes and that characters allude to that are like, oh, that's really fucking clever, but he never tells you explicitly. Oh, look, I did this clever He's thing. He's not hanging a lamppost anywhere? Yeah, exactly. It's a different. It's a different thing. <laughs> He's not needlessly hanging a lamppost. And yeah, I feel like that was that was the end of this. Is he felt like he felt like he needed to be more explicit than I feel like he gave himself credit for. It's still good. I still yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I just felt like it. It was very. It was very final. I feel like I had experienced that movie. It's like uh, the cooler. Have you ever seen the cooler? Uh, I've seen the cooler. I remember liking the cooler. I don't remember many details. The only thing that I really remember about the cooler is I felt like there was a lot of William H Macy nudity for some reason. Yes, there is. And that's like literally the only thing that I really remember is like, why is he naked so much in this movie? <laughs> because he wants to let you know he's an indie film star. Like he'll, he does it for the art. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved the cooler until the last five minutes. Like the movie ends, and then it doesn't. Uh, and I didn't like that. Even if, it, it, even if had you ended it five minutes early, it would have been a different ending. Obviously, it would have been a happier ending. Then just don't give me a happier ending, but don't, don't take away everything. I don't know. Spoilers for the uh, the end of the cooler from like fucking nineteen ninety eight or you, whatever. Yeah, you just made me remember a really cool William H Macy movie that I was trying to see if I had and I don't. It's directed by uh, uh, Stuart Gordon, the guy that did uh, <clears throat> uh, From Beyond, and we watched something else by him here. Okay, uh, Dagon. Uh, okay, and it's uh, it's a little Henry esque. If it's like if the cooler and Henry were merged together with William H Macy. So I guess it means he's a serial killer that gets naked, based off what I just... (laughs) That's not quite it. Yeah, so the cooler is about somebody who's very down on their luck. Uh, Like, that's the whole point of the movie, is that he literally... It's like walking negativity. Yeah. He's walking bad luck. Uh, And in the end, like, he gets through his life, he gets the girl. He gets through his life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he gets through his life, he gets the girl, and they drive off in the sunset. And then the movie like takes its time to be like, fucking no, how about this? Somebody is going to randomly pull them over and shoot them execution style. 
Like, end your movie on a downer. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But don't end your movie twice. You hear me fucking Lord of the Rings Return of the King (laughs) where you end your movie 12 times. Yeah, I'm talking to you. 11 Oscar (laughs) wins. I fucking know better than you. calling out Peter Jackson right now. Uh, anything else for Henry? Uh, no, it, it, I enjoyed it. It's good. It's a good slice of life indie. Real downer night. Uh, cold is. I hadn't thought of that. That's that is the perfect description for this movie. It is very cold. I agree with you agreeing with my <laughs> my adjective used to describe this movie. Yeah. It's not a fun watch. It's not an easy watch, but it's a worthwhile watch. Yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that I'm like is good, and I feel like. The whole idea of you learning the genre or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not like I'm ever like I'm in the mood to watch fucking Henry. That's kind of what threw Let's me. Let's watch Last House on the Left and then Henry. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what threw me is it's like one of the top twenty horror movies of all time. Blah blah blah. So the fact that huh, what is up with my voice today? It's puberty. Am bro. I getting a cold? It's that puberty. would suck. <clears throat> uh, yeah. The fact that there wasn't a lot of gore. And there wasn't a lot of horror. It was just fucking cold. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I wasn't prepared for it, but I I am well, especially glad the, it happened. The last me? few weeks, it's kind of been like, hey, let's have some fun with these Big horror movies. Big spider! <laughs> Woo! And then you, you stepped it's into Gerda. a... You stepped into a big pile of Henry there, man. Yeah. Uh, good. Uh, in the next few weeks, I won't tell you which one. Uh, it was going to be this week, and then I changed my mind. But there's uh, a pairing that's just made to make you feel like shit. Awesome. Like that. That's my pairing. Like they have no other purpose other than just making you feel like shit. Cool. And I've went to do it like two or three weeks in a row, and I'm like, I don't want to feel like shit. <laughs> I'll put it off till next week. I don't want to feel like shit. I'll put it off till next week. So. Uh, in a few weeks, when you're like, I don't understand what this pairing is, it's that you're going to feel like shit. All right, then. Good. Whoa. <laughs> Just opened my mouth and made a little throat noise. So, like, the last 10 minutes, I've been trying to think about what my interstitial thing was because I felt like I had it and I've lost it in the meantime. So, I apologize to you. Uh, I have a note here. Was the theme of the night creepy people? Because I feel like Otis and Lewis both really creepy. Uh, Henry and o- and Lewis. No, you think Otis is more creepy than Lewis? L- Henry isn't creepy. He's just a fucking serial killer. Well, my th- I don't think that's necessarily creepy. My theme was Otis so, was fucking creepy. So I hadn't seen Henry for a while, <clears throat> and I developed this fan theory in my head that Lewis and Henry are the same person. I don't think that works. Yeah, but definitely my theory about Lewis. Is that this is like if you were to cut these two together and pretend like they're the same person or, or doing these activities, all Lewis could be just murdering people in between these scenes. Like you could I- intercut a whole nother movie where it's just like him murdering people. Yeah. Because Lewis is a fucking serial killer. They're, that might they're not both be, psychopaths. They just express mur- it differently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so my fan theory didn't really pan out, but this is like. 
Nightcrawler is what a serial killer does when he's at work or decides not to act on his serial killing. Because mm-hmm. he is a fucking psycho. Almost worse than Henry. Yeah. No um, argument here. Synopsis for Nightcrawler. Uh, Nightcrawler is about... About? It's about a uh, con man, I guess. You pronounce the U at about. <laughs> a boot. <laughs> it is about... About... Now I'm self-conscious of how I say that word. Uh, I guess it's a con man who discovers... Um, the lucrative art of night crawling, which is getting like being a freelance news person, getting all up in the business of when crimes and shit happens. Mm-hmm. Good overall thoughts. Uh, this. So when I hear Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, I was not expecting, um, like. I get kind of slice of life, but I was expecting more Maniac than what we got. I was actually thinking about Maniac earlier. Like, I feel like Henry and Maniac would be a good double bill as well. Right. And so what I knew about Sir or about Nightcrawler was that um, it's about a guy who, like, is on the periphery of, like, some shit, and then he gets into the shit. So I figured it was about... A dude who is like some has something to do with serial killers and then becomes a serial killer, something like that. Especially when you put it with Henry Portrait sure. of a Serial Killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was not at all was what I was expecting. That being said, uh, it's it, I think it I think it might be a harder watch for me than Henry. It it, it almost is because it's almost harder to understand. Like at least Henry, you know. He's a piece of shit, but Lewis is able to like interact with people and be charming. I think what it is is that there's no Becky. Like we have Becky, and at least in the first half before he turns, we have Otis, mm-hmm. who are protagonists. You know, this is Lewis's story 100%. Yeah. Whereas that's not necessarily Henry's story. This is a slice of Henry's life where the stars are other people. Mm hmm. This is Lewis's story, and it's hard to follow him because he is a psychopath. Yes. Um, and I don't think we can talk about this movie without talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. He fucking nails this movie. Yeah. He is wonderful. He's charming when he needs to be charming. He's intimidating and scary when he needs to be intimidating and scary. And not, but not menacing. Not in a macho way either. Yeah, he's not menacing. Yep. He, but... He is definitely intimidating. Yes. Um, because he is unstable. Yes. Um, he simultaneously pulls off a character that has all of the charisma and none of it. Like, at the same time. Yeah, it's it's because it's insincere. Like, it's painted on. It's a facade of of being amiable and being a likable person. Right. And like... Um, Ruiz, was that his name? Yeah. Uh, like Ruiz says in the movie, he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to talk to people. He can manipulate people, but he doesn't know how to interact with people really. And that's why on the surface he it can sound very charismatic. But when you because we get to spend so much time with him, you know 
like it's not charismatic at all because you get to hear all of it. Yeah, and the, it, there's no there's no actual charisma there because he's not making actual connections. Yeah, this is like the the alien that Vincent D'Onofrio is in Men in Black mm-hmm. that figures out how his body works, Wearing a like suit. yeah, like a Lewis suit, like a Lewis suit. Like he's figured out how to get the kinks out, but it still doesn't fit because he's not actually a functioning human being. He's impersonating one. Right. This is this is the. Uh, antagonist version of Dexter that mm-hmm. can function in society, yeah. but he's doing it for evil. Completely. Um, so he gets caught at the beginning uh, trying to steal some chain link fence. He beats up or murders or something, uh, rent a cop. And so we instantly know, okay, this is not a good guy. Yeah, but we're following him. Um, which don't die. I just drank like an entire fountain pop. And then like I, the last sip somehow I forgot to not put it in my lung. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> recovering from that. Uh, so we know he's not a good guy, but yet we're following him. I leaned back from the mic and everything to like pull the top off that drink to yeah. like get the last little it, sip. It was actually somewhat <laughs> professional. And then it was suddenly was not. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so he we follow him and he just hap- I don't remember how it happens, but he comes upon a carjacking or no, he comes upon a car wreck because yeah, car they're pulling wreck. a woman out of a car that's, that's on fire. Right. Yeah, it's on the highway. And like a fucking psychopath, he just like pulls up and walks up to it as the person as the person is getting pulled out of a burning car. Yeah. And they're just like, whoa, back the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Uh, and he sees Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. And Bill Paxton li- is recording him. Right. And uh, they, like, obviously these guys, they're like, hey, dude, can you back? Like, they call him by his name. I don't remember what his name is. Mo or something. Mo. I don't remember. I think it's an M name. Like, hey, can you back up? But obviously they have some sort of rapport. Mm-hmm. They know this guy. Yeah. Because he's a professional. Like, yeah. he's obviously been doing this a while. Uh, and then we, like... It kind of starts this weird, like, mentor relationship that mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal has with Bill Paxton. Uh, and he kind of tells him, you know, I make this much money. This is what I do. And Jake Gyllenhaal's like, fuck it. This is what I'm doing now. Yeah. He's he he's like, hey, how would you like to hire me? And he's like, I can't hire anybody. And he's like, okay. I guess, I guess I'm doing this now. Yeah. Uh, so he goes and steals a bike. Yeah. And uh, does his charming... Uh, bullshitting con routine mm-hmm. on a pawn shop guy yeah about how how many competitions he's won with this bicycle yep and he's listing the specs to him like he's been a fucking bike salesman f- forever mm-hmm. it's uh, like bikes don't have 37 gears yeah <laughs> uh and he's just it, it's so the scene is awesome and you kind of love the guy but you also know that he's fucked up yeah as he's like riding around this yeah, he's pawn just cycling shop. around the, the shop yeah and just yeah, this fucking air of confidence about him. Yeah, um, I th- I really appreciate the filmmaking because you never want to stop watching, but you're definitely uncomfortable through a lot of, of things because it is it, it all the the filmmaking is telling you you should be empathizing with this character. Mm-hmm. But everything that's going on in the story is you definitely should not be. Yeah. And so those are constantly at odds and it always kind of makes you feel kind of uneasy throughout the whole viewing experience. Yeah. 
Um, so he ends up getting uh, enough money to buy a camera and he and a police scanner. Mm-hmm. And he starts to go out to start getting some gore. Right. And he comes upon a, a carjacking and he literally just goes right up and and sticks his face in the in the victim or sticks his camera in the victim's face. Yeah. And they're like, dude, get the fuck back. And they push back the other camera guy who obviously was like, I had a good angle, you asshole. Yeah, he's being doing it. Professional. Exactly. Yeah. And Uh, he does get enough, though. However, he starts to develop a relationship with this new station. Mm -hmm. Uh, He takes it and he's able to make a sale. Right. um, And starts to develop a relationship with this this woman and this professional relationship with this station. So he's like, okay. I sold one video. Uh, I'm a business now. Yep. I need to hire an employee. So, uh, yeah. So he attempts to get this down on his luck guy and hires him as an intern to make no money. Uh, and just he's is, technically insistent. He tries to hire him as an intern. Yes, I'm sorry. But he has to pay them. He has to pay him thirty bucks a, a night. Which what the fuck does thirty bucks and thirty bucks buy you in L.A.? Uh, Fucking nothing. No, no. Uh, he's also not making anything. Ruiz isn't. Um, but we get to see again, like this fucking con artist of bullshit that he's laying uh, as he's having this conversation. Like, I very frequently offer full time positions. He's yeah. not a fucking business. Nope. He is a dude with a pawn shop camera. Mm-hmm. Um, Which the other professionals are all like, nice camera. Yeah. Because he's got a fucking camcorder. Yeah. It's like a little Sony camcorder. Mm hmm. Um, and him and Ruiz start hitting up the town. They start making a name for themselves, uh, or Jake Gyllenhaal makes a name for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically because he has no, no more, no issues at all right. with getting in there. No moral qualms. Uh, with seeing anybody hurt. He has zero empathy for any of these. Yeah. It's a hundred percent of business. He's excited to see somebody get hurt. So he's got, he's driving a real shitty car. <laughs> And then we see a montage of him, and he gets more and more and more work under his belt, and then now he's got this real nice car, um, which I don't know if you've noticed this. Like, so he's got this nice car, and Ruiz is filling up the tank, and Ruiz gets back in the car, and Jake Gyllenhaal um, is, like, obsessing over the windshield, you know, trying to get, like, a little speck of dirt off the windshield and everything. And then he has another one of his little pep talks of like, hey, you know, you're doing a really good job, but you spilled just a little bit of gasoline on the paint and it eats away the paint. And if you do that again, I'll have to fire you. He's like, I need you to step up your game on that. Right. (laughs) So then immediately the next scene, they're driving down the street. I don't know if you notice this. There's a billboard that just has like a picture of someone's face and it just says focus. And that becomes a theme with him and Ruiz as he constantly tells him to focus, focus, focus. Missed it. Nope. Didn't see that. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Uh, And that is cool because Jake Gyllenhaal is constantly reciting. He talks about how he reads a lot online. So he's constantly reciting uh, things like he would see that billboard and just fucking get ingrained in his head like I need to focus on something. He would watch a motivational speaker. He would read a website that tells you how to do something. He talks about the key to business planning is these six steps and he will absorb it and live these things like a mantra so i love the fact that he totally saw that focus and then he just started using it because that's exactly what that character would do yeah so like this this really starts ramping up and uh it kind of before it comes to the big head like the first real big 
oh shit moment in this for me is when he's the first to see first to the scene of that car crash and he starts videoing and gets the angle and then moves the body yes so he is now to get a actively shot. changing the crime scene mm-hmm. not crime scene because it was just an accident but he's the, technically a crime potential crime scene so he but he's changing the he's moving the physically moving the victims so mm-hmm. that he can move them into the light of the shot right and this is this is when he uh um starts you know the, we see the rapport with Rene russo uh really build up and then she looks over and she's like you got a little blood on your shirt He's like, oh, I didn't. I don't. Th- I don't think that's blood. And he keeps going and going, and they're talking and everything. And then she's like, "Yeah, you've got more on your your sleeve there." Uh, he's like, "Oh, huh. That's that's really weird." Um. So and he. So she's starting to. She's. I feel like that's the first time. That's the first red flag that she ignores big time. Yes. Uh, around this time, he invites her to dinner, mm-hmm. uh, and she goes ahead and goes to dinner with him. Um, and he ends up basically... Black- he doesn't invite her to dinner. He demands dinner? Yeah, he... Because that's... That's because of the house, right? I don't I don't remember the time here. If that's because of the house or not. Regardless. He, they- definitely, has, he, uh, he definitely has something that she really wants. And he's... He really starts demanding, uh, this is my rate, blah, blah, blah. I want you to start introducing me to people. Uh, That's I, the house when he does that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and blah, 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 blah. And you're going to go on a date with me. Yes. Uh, so I guess before we'll talk about the house scene. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he ends up getting a shots fired call. He hears a shots fired call. He goes to a house, gets there in time to hide in the bushes to see uh, shots go off inside of this big nice house. Mm-hmm. Um, people, two men run out. He gets the Caesar Caesar license plate. It's all on film. Goes into the home and films the victims in the entire house. Mm-hmm. Um, previously, we had seen him stage a shot on uh, to get a re- of a refrigerator. He moved some mm-hmm. some pictures around so he got a good shot with the family in there. So. There's been these things, but now he's at a crime scene. He knows 100% he could aid this investigation, Yeah, <clears throat> and he opts not to. He cuts out. Uh, he only has the, the victim stuff. He cuts out everything with the perpetrators. Yes, and that's what he uses as leverage because it's such good video. It's so gory Yeah, uh, that they really want it, and he uses that to leverage himself into a date with her. Right, and that's when he's like, hey – uh, you know, I'm really taking this to the next level and, uh, you know, my life is really coming together, but there's a missing part and that is a relationship with somebody who I can also have a working relationship with. I think that'll really work out. And she's like, I'm just here as a professional courtesy. Well, that's the thing. Cause you're going to fuck me or we don't have any professional relationship. Yeah. And that's that is the the relationship going forward mm-hmm. is he has 100% leverage over he says that you know sweeps sweeps are coming up and they just ho- so happen to coincide with the end of your contract because I'm a creepy stalker and I stalked you online and I know everything about you mm-hmm. that you know 
you're at the end of your contract and you're the the least watched news uh in the in LA. So you need me. I know you need me. So you're going to fuck me. Yeah, so this is when he goes full on like you you already knew that things were bad, but you don't know how much even he knows like does he realize that he shouldn't be moving these bodies around does he realize how big of a deal but when he makes it a point not to show the perpetrators of this crime and then he blackmails her into sleeping with him you're into full-on villain territory right now yeah um just like mustache twirling (laughs) yeah type of villainry yep villainy villainy there's no r at the end villainy uh but you know that he just thinks that this is perfectly fine. Like, this is how humans good, work. Because it's a good business move. Yes. every Everything has a cost-benefit analysis. Yes, exactly. Um, so his next big benefit that he's going to do is he's going to utilize his knowledge to get good film to have a better business thing, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to follow. He, he researches from search.com. he does some research and finds out who uh owned the suv Mm -hmm. from the murders and he follows them until they end up at a a local restaurant right and he brings ruiz along yes who uh is very reluctant and during his reluctance says hey man you you gotta pay me more uh and well, okay, to bring him on board, he's like, I'm going to make you executive vice president. Remember, he makes $30 a night. So he's like, I'm going to make you executive vice president. And this is one of my favorite scenes, especially yeah. Ruiz scenes. <laughs> yes. He's like, uh, name your price, man. And he's like, $75 a night? He's like, boom, there it is. You got it. Yes. He's like, I could have gotten more, couldn't you? He's like, you definitely could have. <laughs> I want more. Um Sorry, our, the window for negotiations have closed. <laughs> I, I did love that scene, yeah. Yeah, and so then when they're on the stakeout, he's like, look, this is fucked up shit. Uh, what you're doing is 100% illegal, and uh, I have leverage over you because I know what you're doing and yes. I know it's illegal. So either you can pay me half of what you're going to get from this, or I'm going to go and tell the cops. Uh, and what he's doing here, we kind of skipped over, is he's followed them. He's knows exactly where these guys are, mm-hmm. and he's ass- effectively staging an ex- incident. He doesn't know exactly what's going to happen, but right. something is going to happen. He's going to create gonna make, something. Yes, to make sure that something is on video, yeah. because he calls the police and he says, I "Think the two men that committed these murders are there, and I saw a gun." Which, to be fair, he didn't. No, he didn't see a gun. The fact that the guy had a gun is totally irrelevant to the fact that he reported that the guy had a gun. Because uh, that wasn't his motivation. His motivation right. for doing that wasn't tell the cops to be careful. It was tell the cops to come in and be ready to shoot these fuckers yeah. while I can video record it. Exactly. Uh, I don't know why I said video record. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're... F- <laughs> things that only 80s kids will understand. <laughs> uh, is it weird for people of this generation to see a disc for the save function 
What do no. they think that is? They think that's the save icon. I know they think, that, but do they have any idea why it is? Most don't, no. It's weird. But it's they know that it's a save icon. Yes, exactly. So it has skeuomorphism for us, but it doesn't have any skeuomorphism for them. Hmm. Is there a reason why circle is record and triangle? I don't know. To the right is, like, there's a generation before us. It's like, these motherfuckers don't even know why the circles record. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And why it's red and everything else doesn't get its own color. Yeah. Yeah. Green usually is is the play. Sometimes. But it's usually the same color as everything else. Yeah. Which Stop is will sometimes be uh, like black when the rest is white or it'll be like purple or something weird. But yeah. Hmm. It's odd. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so... Exactly what Jake Gyllenhaal expected to have happen happens. Yeah. You get some cops showing up. The two low lives that committed the murder are realizing something's up, so he pulls a gun out. Yep. Other cops show, and they immediately start firing. Yeah, there's you a shootout. Cops go down. One of the the murderers goes down, mm-hmm. and the other one escapes. One gets away, and there is a SUV uh, cop car chasing an SUV, and they are right behind the cop car, like. Inches behind the bumper of the cop car. Yes. Which, in and of itself, is fucking illegal. Yes. And wrong. Yes. But, uh, he, but it doesn't. that doesn't play into his mind at all. No. Um, and I love this because suddenly it kind of turns into an action movie, and a really well done action movie, mm-hmm. uh, because you get a couple car wrecks with these cops, you get a car, car flipping over on its side, right. and ultimately you end up with the driver of the SUV getting into an accident. Yes. So the, the cop car... Goes over, the SUV goes over, they're both on their side. Jake Gyllenhaal gets out and looks in the SUV and then gets behind the cop car and tells Ruiz, hey, the driver's dead, come get some footage. So Ruiz reluctantly gets out, goes to record some footage, and the the guy's not dead. Nope. So he shoots Ruiz. Which Jake Gyllenhaal totally just set him up for. Yep, and totally filmed it. Uh, and Ruiz is laying on his back dying, and he's telling Jake Gyllenhaal, you knew you, you, you did that to that purpose. And Jake Gyllenhaal's like, you had leverage over me. You Once once that, that was let out, that we were never putting that back in. So I had to. Sorry. <laughs> I did the cost-benefit analysis. <laughs> yeah. You had to die. Yeah, and he, yeah, he asked him, like, you know, you used the le- you had the leverage. You used it over me once. You were going to do it again, weren't you? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, Yeah, you were going to. And that's why you had to die. It's fair. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> uh, another word that I would use to describe this movie again is cold. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. Like Henry, end it here, right? Or go from there to the the ending. But instead, you know, he he takes the footage to to Rene Russo, um, and they have another. I mean, it's it, I don't think really anything happened. Any of the there's no real more character growth, with the exception of the reporter who has kind of always been like, "Hey, Rene Russo, you're losing your scruples," and she's just like, "Fuck it, ratings." Uh, is like, hey, Rene Russo, you are completely losing your scruples. You sound like that crazy person over there, Lewis. Uh, and she's like, well, yeah, I guess I am. 
And then he gets arrested. And there's an interrogation. There's an interrogation where she says, I think you did. And she describes exactly, literally exactly what he did. Uh, and then he just gets out and then he has interns and two vans and that's the end. So what, that's not a satisfying ending either way because we don't know, we don't know if he got away or didn't get away with it at all. And we can't, we have, we can go no assumption either way. I thought he, I like, I thought he totally did get away with it because she could, he took we okay what do we watch through this movie he takes screenshots of that video he still has that video on his computer at home like they could totally get warrants for that and he'd be fucking nailed like he still has all that shit he was purposely withholding it from them but the moment they get a warrant which i think would be pretty easy to do maybe i'm wrong on that aspect but I feel like the moment they get a warrant, he's fucking nailed to the wall. Uh, so for me, it was very unsatisfying because if you skip from newsroom to ending, then the movie is saying, hey, he got away with it and psychopaths are real and they fucking do some terrible shit. I can take that. They go to he fucking gets caught is here's a story of a man who spun completely out of control and paid the price for it. Okay. But I feel like the way that they ended it, you got neither. And so I just, I thought I took it. I've seen it twice. And both times I saw it, I read it as they couldn't nail him down for anything because he didn't budge and he did get away with it. So it was, it was, he got this close and he didn't get burned and he's going to keep going is the way that I took it. Maybe I'm bringing too much more too much to it, but he was sloppy and arrogant and that shit is on his computer and all they have to do is get a warrant for his computer and oh, he's fucking yeah. nailed. That's true, but I don't I think the frustration that you're seeing from the woman interviewing him is that they don't have that. They can know all these things, but they have to be able to prove it and they uh, I mean, we're starting to get into logic of getting warrants in a fictional film. Yeah, but. I get it, but I yeah, I again, it's because I don't think it would be difficult. Yeah, because he they, he has a history of doing some really seedy shit with uh, that, and like his well, story. It's Judge Butcher that was on call that night. He's not. <laughs> he's not going to give him any warrants. And like his story, like the story of the. Um, the the house, him going into the house, right? He says, and the reporters report on the news, the story of, hey, I went in to see if they were okay. I wanted to assist them in any way possible. And when I found out I couldn't, that's when I started filming. But the footage itself starts outside the house and clumsily glo- goes along the the inside like you're seeing it for the first time yeah that could have been so him. he could make the argument though that he was recording it for that he went into the house checked came out 
I think there's enough to get a warrant in this fictional why universe, and it upsets me. I don't me. know why we're arguing about this. Uh, because to me, like, whereas I feel like Henry had a satisfying ending, but it, I don't feel like it nailed it because it said too much. Mm-hmm. This one, I feel like, didn't have a satisfying ending because it didn't say enough. It introduced something right at the end that totally makes it unsatisfying. Okay. Take I, out the interrogation, and I'm hap- I'm completely happy with the ending. So, or if they said the line, we don't have enough for a warrant, you'd be happy. Sure. Good. Yeah. That's in the director's Hang plan. a lamp, hang a lamppost on the warrant, <laughs> and, and I'm fine happy. with it. Good. Henry or Nightcrawler? Um, fuck. Hmm. I think Nightcrawler is a better made movie, but, uh, I found myself... It, I respect Nightcrawler maybe a little bit more than Henry, but if we're going on what could I watch again tomorrow, I could watch Henry again tomorrow, and it's still cold and it's still kind of disturbing, but it, like, I think I'm one and done with Nightcrawler. I don't think I ever need to see Nightcrawler ever again, uh, for better or for worse, because it it just it felt so you just feel so wrong the whole time you're watching it yeah which, which is to its credit yes that's a but good i thing. feel like it, it hurts the rewatchability and yeah. so i i think i choose henry i think i would choose nightcrawler uh i think that the performance that gyllenhaal gives is phenomenal i think he knocked it out of the park i think that uh um the rewatchability is there uh, and that's not to discredit Henry at all. Um, but I feel like Henry is, or Nightcrawler is even a little bit more disturbing in the fact that I feel like most people could talk to Henry and be like, this guy might fucking skin me, but people could get lured in by Lewis. So I choose Nightcrawler. Right, Next then. week. Next week. Uh, haven't done this in a while. Okay. Got a little trifecta. All right. So we got incest pits or perverts attention attention grab your things of water or pork flavored cola <laughs> remake me proudly presents your favorite game it's time for incest pits or perverts <laughs> We're playing incest pits or perverts again. We didn't have enough incest already this week. We're not really playing it. I don't really have a game. Oh. So we're not playing it, incest pits or perverts. And then after I decided we're doing this, I realized that the whole idea of that game was that like all three of them could work intermixed with any way. Mm-hmm. And I only have it going two ways. So one of them doesn't fit if we make those, but we can still do those. Just pick one. Uh, this is you. You get a pick. So... It's a weird little triangle. So you got one side is going to be cold. One side is going to be men in suits. And then the other side is these are the the third leg that couldn't match up with the other ones that I don't know what it is. <laughs> cold, men in suits, or something else. Yeah. It's everybody's game show. Cold, men in suits, or something else. 
uh, on the very, 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 very off chance that uh, we are going to watch Men in Black, I will choose Men in Suits. Okay. It's not Men in Black. Damn it. Uh, you want to talk Men in Suits first? Yeah. Okay, Men in Suits, movie number one. Talked about it last week. Uh, if you listened to the podcast last week, you heard me describe Feast, an incredible horror extravaganza. This is came out of Project Greenlight and is about a monster that wants to eat women's faces, it looks like. Good. But apparently it's also about men in suits. Second movie. Second movie, Fear What Lurks Beneath, Hypothermia. So, wait, I thought we weren't, oh, because they had overlap. Gotcha. Uh, shit, did I, did I miss out on something that I really like? What are you talking about? Uh, okay, so this is, looks a uh, very cold place. There's a dude that seems to be guarding something, uh, but that's like next to a frozen pond or something because out of, or is that supposed to be the ground? Out of either ice or the ground, snow-covered ground, is some sort of monster, and all we can see are its hands and claws, and it looks like it's only three-fingered, so you know it's creepy. Uh, wow, there is... Okay, so this one isn't about men in suits. It's actually about weird teeth monsters, judging by the photo on the back here. Okay. So, some sort of weird tooth monster. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not much, huh? It's it's snowy, but okay. monster movie. Okay. All right, so that would be Men in Suits. Okay. Okay? Now, if you take hypothermia, pair it with this one, this would be your cold pairing. Okay, but if I missed take... out on this because I picked wrong first, right? Or no? No, you haven't picked yet. Oh, okay. What did you say you picked? I thought I picked Men in Suits. No, I was going to let you look at all three of them, and then you pick. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so you can do that combination is Men in Suits. Okay. The one that I'm going to show you in plus hypothermia mm-hmm. would be cold, or feast, and the one I'm going to show you is just, these are the two that Russ didn't plan properly for. Okay, well, let's go with Russ didn't plan properly next. You don't have to choose yet. No, I said next. Yeah. What are you talking about? Just I, look at this movie, and then pick two of them. <laughs> I wanted to save this one for last. That is last. Oh, the These this one and combination. This, yes. So it was three movies, and I picked two of them. Yes. Gotcha. That was how Incest Pits and Perverts was. Remember, we had those three movies. Dude, that like, was like fifty episodes ago. <sighs> it's everyone's favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have a lot of theme songs or anything anymore. Yeah. Well, we do this week. Yeah. I wish DJ MC Fiverr hadn't fucked us. Yeah, he did. Hmm. A brilliantly conceived, gut-wrenching horror film delivers maximum fright. Uh, scary and intense. I loved it, said Harry Knowles from Any Cool News. He knows what he's talking about, oh, right? I forgot. I've been giving you little informations on things lately, so you knew Project Greenlight, Hypothermia. I don't have much to say. I watched it once and just had a lot of fun with it. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, no one knows you're up there. This movie, just let it go, because it is frozen. I was so paralyzed with terror that the by this movie that I chewed a whole pencil and a half watching it," said Rex Reed from the New York Observer. I feel like that might be not hyperbole. True. Not yeah, not or true. he might be a rabbit," <laughs> said Bugs Bunny. <laughs> uh, 
So this is basically like uh, one of those, hey, we're trapped in the middle of the ocean, but instead of the middle of the ocean, it's a uh, ski lift. There you go. Yeah. You have props from this movie. I have. I have seen them. I have a piece of wardrobe, yes. You You have a beanie. Yes. From it's actually Iceman from the X Men movies is Beanie, and he's in Frozen. Is that Kevin Zegers? Nope. Sean Ashmore. Yep. That makes more sense. All right, Justin. Yeah. Uh, what combo are we going with? I mean, I've heard good things about Frozen, so I'm definitely gonna pick that. Okay. Uh, and you said this was a lot of fun, so let's go with hypothermia. Cool. So we're doing cold as our theme. Yes. Cool. Cold movies. Feast is a lot of fun too. Okay. Well. Just, just throw that out there. You can. You know, third time's a charm too. with feast. I, I'm fine. Not, I'm fine doing <laughs> hypothermia. I'm just. Justin, what else you got for us? Let it go. Let it. Go.